0: a podcast where a british and an american girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in china today and now your hosts holly and nora hey everybody hi
1: welcome back to another episode yep this is episode 66 Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump right into a review. So this comes from Grandpa Jay, who says, These two great ladies help us want to become global citizens. They're fun to listen to and very entertaining. I've loved each episode. He says that we remind him of Click and Clack, the Tappet brothers who talk about cars, but I don't know who they are. Do you know those guys? (laughs) Who's Click, who's Clack? (laughs) Who knows?
0: I've never heard of that before. Uh, Yeah. I guess from our banter.
1: Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So uh with each uh, detail and insight you build a desire to participate and enjoy the adventure in China with them. Thank you for everything. And he he ends with a quote that says, Don't drive like my brother which I guess must be a quote from Click and Clack, the Tappet <laughs> brothers. So maybe maybe I should have found out who these guys were. Maybe someone maybe he can let us know.
0: I'm definitely gonna look them up. Yeah, me too. And also I think we need a catchphrase now. <laughs> Like, sign off with some certain catchphrase.
1: Hmm.
0: And we need nicknames, too. Nicknames? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Crackle and pop. (laughs) Well, that just (laughs) reminds me of Rice Krispies. (laughs) Isn't that trademarked? I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. Yin and yang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, which one's which? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, that's such a nice... First of all, Grandpa Jay. I love that. Um... That's such a nice
1: review. It is. It's lovely. It is. We've had, lo- we've had so many reviews, I think. We mention it every week, but we really appreciate all the reviews you send to us, because it really helps us, um, it helps other people find us in iTunes. Yep. So that's really cool.
0: And every single one of them makes our day, seriously. Oh, yeah. So, please keep them coming if you've been listening for a while and haven't done so already. Drop us one, that would be really awesome, even though it's a little bit of a pain in the butt. We'd
1: love to continue the show, and this will help us do that. Yeah. And don't drive like my brother. <laughs> I don't even know how my brother drives, so that's really uh, an irrelevant quote. For me. How do you not know how your brother drives? Because I've never seen him drive. Oh. Hmm.
0: Yeah. My brother drives standard. <laughs> oh. Unlike my husband. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been in a car with your husband before.
0: Yeah, my yeah. mom is like, ref- refuses to drive with it. I mean, she, in she's the car, got she the white knuckles. The go- oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Holding on holding
1: on to the seatbelt.
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, he's yeah. a daredevil.
1: <laughs> Did you know that uh, you've got to wear seatbelts in taxis now in Shenzhen?
0: I noticed that, finally, because like, before at some point because you know if you're if you're going a long distance like if you're traveling from Futian to Baon yeah it's almost a like 40 minute drive right, at least yeah so and there you're on the highway and you're traveling at higher speeds usually I'm not as I know you can you can hurt yourself even going at 20 miles an hour yeah but in general in the city because there's so much stop and start traffic you don't really get up to significant speeds so even the the fender vendors are really minor yeah. but if you're traveling somewhere far I would always try to like if there was a seat belt available I would always try to buckle it
1: but in general I found
0: that they were all broken.
1: Yeah or the, there isn't the actual like I don't know what you call that thing where you actually plug it into. Yeah. They're, they're usually underneath the seat so you can't right. th- there's nothing to plug it into.
0: And you do not want to
1: be digging your Oh I'm not dig- I'm digging around in there. No. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> But now I notice they all have brand spanking new seatbelts. Yeah. um, The reason I found out was because I don't take cabs very often, but two Saturdays Saturdays in a row, on a morning, uh, I was going from my place to Nanshan. And both times the taxi driver said, oh, like, you need to put the belt on. And I I was like, what's this? Mm. And then I asked Mimi, uh, one of our friends, and she said, oh, yeah, it's a new law." But I didn't know. No one had told me.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that either. But I've also been reminded a couple—not not every time, but yeah, I have been reminded a few times mm.
1: to buckle up. Yeah, before they would be more bothered about like the f- the front seat passenger, mm-hmm. but now they want everyone to buckle mm-hmm. up. It doesn't matter where you sit. Um, so, and yeah. even then, they
0: would very rarely ask you to buckle your seatbelt mm-hmm. if you're sitting in the front. So it's definitely. I guess they must get fined. Yeah, 500.
1: I don't even think, oh. I'm not even sure if it's the taxi driver, I think it's the passenger.
0: The passenger gets yeah. fined. So what's the incentive for the, I guess they don't want to be pulled over? Uh, yeah,
1: maybe. Or maybe there's a fine on both sides. But she said, Mimi said that you get fined 500.
0: Oh, well, that's Or maybe excellent. it
1: was you and, like, whoever is in the car is fined, but mm-hmm. I I thought she meant the passenger.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not as bothered, like, with adults buckling. I mean, if you choose not to buckle your seatbelt, hmm. I don't know. I think it's, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it should necessarily be punished if you don't do it because it's, like, natural selection. <laughs> but anyway, um, the problem that I see is with the kids.
1: I always see yeah. kids in cars hanging out the windows. The, I, I don't even think there's a law for, like, at home in the UK, you have your kid if it's a certain if your child is under a certain height, you have to have it sitting in one of these like chairs, like a yeah. booster chair or something. Yeah. Whereas here, I don't think they have that law at all, and the kids they're not belt they're not belted; they're just like lounging around in the back of the car. It's, right. It's I find that really disturbing to be honest. And they're climbing in between. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. talking about little kids. Yes. I've seen like three year olds just like hanging out the windows and crawling around and fighting with their siblings and stuff and yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. that to me is mental because I mean, they obviously need they they are not old enough to make their own decisions, so so hopefully that means that the kids will be
1: buckled in too Yeah, I hope so yeah So, um, we have a a comment from Miss or Miss why and this is in response to our episode 64 which was all about um so our main focus was massage different types of massage parlors and um, that mandy asked us about um but we also started talking about custom-made babies um oh how did we all oh, because of the twins there was the twin village oh they right. call it the twin village and we and you told Told us about friends of friends who had like customized their baby <laughs> <laughs> Yeah to get more like European features. So um I've got like an extract and when actually when I say extract I've still got loads of the message that she left us and there's still a lot more so if you're intrigued to read more from Ms. Y, um her comment is on our writtenchinese.com slash episode sixty-four page. So, she starts off and she says, Hi Holly and Nora, I've enjoyed listening to you guys' podcast about your experience in China. As a Chinese-American who emigrated to the US and grew up here, I never got to truly live in China, uh, only regularly visit. So, it's nice to listen to a Western perspective of what life is like in modern China. Anyway, I'm writing because I was listening to your podcast regarding designer babies in China and I have to point out that the couple that paid someone to make their baby my european through ivf was most likely duped
0: <laughs> wah,
1: wah. yeah she says i'm not um she's not like a an an ob be, i guess like specifically uh she had um what's it
0: specialty specialty
1: thank you is not in like delivering babies but she does have um she's an md basically Uh, in the US. So uh, she said that um, even American genetics labs are unable to select uh, for genes that are more more European such as eye shape and raised noses. So she goes on to tell us a bit about how how IVF works and she says um, it's the process where mature eggs are extracted from the woman and the embryo is created and grown in a lab for a few days before implanting into a uterus. Um, so she says, um, Labs can screen for certain genetic diseases in this pre-implantation stage, and the woman can then select the desired embryo to be implanted into her. However, modern science does not have the technology to detect the genes that will guarantee the European look. Mm. Um, the simple fact that genes can be expressed differently makes it impossible for geneticists to peek into someone's genes and know for sure someone will, f- uh, someone will form certain features. Uh, plus, most features of a human are not caused by a single gene. Instead, it's a cl- complex interaction between multiple genes and the growing body's biochemical process. Are you still with me? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is super interesting. Like, this is definitely something I did not know. Um, so she, she goes on a little bit about, like, the ethics. Um, and she says she's fairly certain that China would not be the first country to develop this technique for designer babies. Um, even though in China we've discussed it before that maybe doctors are not as ethical as in other countries uh she believes that it might be possible that some doctors might uh promise certain things but they definitely cannot it's it's basically impossible uh so fa- finally she says that um A doctor that promises a more European baby is no different than witch doctors that promise a boy (laughs) to pregnant women. Which they have here, for sure. Yeah, definite, yeah. There's always a chance that the result will occur naturally, so charging people for that extra is just duping people out of money for no extra work. Um, So she ends that she says, I just wanted to clarify the myth regarding designer babies. Modern science hasn't gotten to the point where we can just say we want a baby with xy and z features like ordering off a menu. Anyone who says they can do that is an uh, for an extra fee is lying and you would or you should run. <laughs> anyway, keep the podcasting coming, Ms. Y. Nice. Well, yeah, we're yeah. definitely
0: not experts no, in that field. Not. So, we were duped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we stand corrected. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I had kind of a sinister thought. What if they actually. Because in order to try to get a more likely chance that the child looks more European, what if they switched the woman, the Chinese woman's egg, with a Western woman's egg? So they did the treatment, but they switched out the eggs. Because then
1: the child would definitely look more. Western, yeah, but didn't you say that the child has some Chinese features slightly, yeah, but yeah, not that much.
0: but maybe the I mean, I don't know, I'm obviously just speculating here, but it's not with that with, with it's not completely outside of the realm of possibility, especially in a <laughs> place like China where you can pay I mean, money just um breeds a lot of corruption, like anywhere. Um, but the regulations aren't as strict for these kinds of things. Or rather, they're not enforced as well. Um, so maybe the mother... The the egg was chosen from somebody who was... Or maybe they chose it from somebody who was mixed. Right, already. Yeah, that's right. So then you get three quarters white.
1: And then one quarter Chinese. I don't mm-hmm. know. That's quite... That, you're right, it is quite a... Disturbing thought.
0: Because how else would they be able to say...
1: Could have I just know. been a fluke, though. Mightn't it?
0: It could have totally been a fluke. But it's a pretty big fluke. I mean, I've seen a lot of mixed children here. Yeah. And I haven't seen any that really look
1: European. Mm, I know one girl who is... I don't know if I would say European, but she, she has, I feel like she does have European features, like, some, but she's got the typical, like, dark hair and dark eyes, um, but mm-hmm. she's, you know, like, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some that are more European than others, because some just look straight up, mo- at least the, it seems to be more than half of the babies that I've seen that are mixed look just pretty much Chinese. You can't really distinguish that they are half um, another race. But um, I have seen I have seen some that look more European. But the the Chinese gene is so strong, you yeah, can still tell it. the Chinese DNA is in there. Yeah,
1: I uh, this is completely random on i i remember there was a a guy an american guy I, I knew here who he had a chinese wife and they had a little girl and she was fair mm. like she didn't to me she didn't look chinese at all mm. so i don't know if they obviously i didn't know him well enough to be like why is your child why does your child not look chinese at all <laughs> but i wonder if they had done some sort of if they are been some switching done there. You mean know.
0: the couple were both Chinese? No, he was oh, oh, oh. he
1: was American, um, and she was Chinese, but the child was blonde. Wow, like fair, like looked like a, a Western child.
0: Hmm. I mean, I guess it ha- I guess it. Well, actually, I don't know that much about genomes and stuff. But as I understand I mean, it, most of the white. Jean, like, blue eyes, these fairer, these lighter genes seem to be recessive yeah. traits. So, and pretty much all of the Chinese have the same, like, so similar dominant traits. Dark eyes, dark hair. And so, it makes sense that when you match them, um, the dominant one, because even if you have one recessive and one dominant, it still will usually take the dominant form. So... Yeah, that's really interesting, really interesting. I wonder if environment has anything to do with it, if you live in a western country, if that affects, I don't know, if that affects the, or let's say you live in a specific climate, if that affects the outcome of the DNA
1: as well. Like, Mm. it it might get cooked more if you're in a hotter climate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. Wouldn't I mean wouldn't that kind of be evolution if you um, if you if you, the outside temperature was warmer when you were in the gestational period, maybe your skin would end up darker. I mean obviously I don't know. I am an idiot when it comes to these things. I'm just taking a random shot in the dark, but wouldn't you wouldn't the genes then adapt to a warmer climate and protect the skin by producing more um, hmm. Melanin—is that what it's called—in your skin Yeah. to make yeah. it a little bit darker and yeah. sun-resistant. I don't know. I'm just I'm just totally guessing, but it would be it would be interesting to maybe there are studies out there about this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think we should just have like a spin-off podcast, <laughs> like Holly and Nora do science or something. <laughs> oh man, which would man. just be hilariously it inaccurate. Would be <laughs> so bad.
0: <laughs> but oh. if we got a if we got an expert on, we could just learn. Let's get Bill Nye the Science Guy. I've seen him around.
1: I oh, I think I only know him because he did the Big Bang Theory. Oh, was he on there? Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, once, me. once or twice. They were stalking him or something. Oh. Anywho <laughs> Right, okay, so here's our news article of the week. So when I was looking for our news post this week, um a lot of the news was actually really sad and I didn't wanna be I didn't wanna be too sad with it, so actually it's it's kind of along the same lines with uh cha- being able to change the way you look. Um, so this is um, about the 6th Annual International Breast Model Contest in Ooh. Anway. Ooh! So... <laughs> you gotta the- love a good pair of boobs. Yep. Well, actually though, th- it's what's quite funny about this competition is a lot of people have complained that there were not enough boobs to see. Oh. That uh, basically they didn't see any boobs. They were like too, I don't know if they were too, they were too covered up or what? Hmm. hmm. I, I don't know. I saw those pictures, they were pictures, but they weren't like really rude. Mm hmm. Um, anyway, I'll make, I'll, you know, I guess I'll add my comments at the end. So, <laughs> uh, hopeful and buxom contestants from all over the <laughs> globe gathered in Anway <laughs> once again this summer to determine who has the world's best breasts. That's right. The finals of the 6th Annual International Breast Model Contest were held in Hefei on Saturday. This, uh, So this is world. This This is is international. international. But the only pictures I saw were of Chinese women.
0: Oh, it's one of those quote-unquote international. International,
1: yep. (laughs) So they said that this year's competition seems uh, like it was a bit classier than last year's event. The theme of the contest was to promote women's self-confidence and... Uh, health.
0: I love how they always mask like of course, pornography of course, and of <laughs> in course. like it's empowering to women. But okay, <laughs> this is
1: another topic. So the big thing this this year was that um, a hot mom won the competition. Ooh, Ooh yeah. Um, so they <laughs> said that this was much better than last year because the winner last year had just had implants done just basically before she joined the pageant.
0: Yeah, see, I don't see how that would be, I mean... Oh, that's not,
1: there's no rule. There's no rule that says you can't, uh, take part if you've had breast sh- implants. Sure, sure. But you just think the judges, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I well, don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so as I said, that people were a bit knocked off because they didn't see any boobs. <laughs> So, one thing I, when I was like reading this article, there were pictures to go, to go with them. So, if you really want to see the pictures, I'll put the link on our written com slash episode 66 page. Um, but you know what's funny is they're not really very sexy. Oh. You know, um, or I've noticed that a lot of restaurants play, um, is it's Victoria's Secret. They do, like, some sort of show every year. Oh, yeah. You remember that day we night we went into that sexy salad and they were playing it on the wall? Like, it was yeah, on a the projector. Yeah, Victoria's Secret fashion show. Right. So this is something I've never really seen before. Um, and it's quite, like... it's not, Obviously, there's no one naked, but there's, there are boobs and bums and things. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, if you compare the two, that... Um, fashion show is about a hundred times more sexy than what this is. It's like, hmm. just the pictures are just. Were they all wearing? Because not. It's just not. It just wasn't appealing at all.
0: Well, I don't think China has a very developed lingerie, um, right? Market. Right. Actually, that's, that's true. And yeah. I mean, have you? Do you no. ever buy bras here? No. No. Me neither. Nope seen them in the shop and run away. No. They look like what well, my grandmother <laughs> wears. Le- yeah, yeah, just horrible, horrible, like, super full coverage, mm-hmm. not, like, just doesn't make, there's no sexy fabrics, it's just, mm-hmm. like, plain just crappy fabrics, no little... Like, there's no embellishment or anything. It's right. it's not sexy at all. Even the... Se- like, because it's... Of course, it's growing in popularity. Um, I have seen more and more slightly, slightly more sexy lingerie shops, but it's still got such a long way to go. I agree. To be similar to, like, you know, you walk into Victoria's Secret or any lingerie shop in the West, and it's just... You have silks and lace, mm. and you have all these, you know, you can get full bodies, like barter everything. You can get everything. But here in China, it's like shopping in your grandma's closet. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're over a, like, bigger than a C cup, you're basically screwed.
0: Yeah, even if you aren't, even if
1: you're lower, even if you're smaller yeah. than that, it's
0: just not sexy.
1: Yeah. The only there are a few places like the high street stores like H&M uh but they have a very small selection and even like if I when I've been in there are, I would if I was if I was like desperate and I needed to buy a bra from there I would basically have to just choose the one that had my size rather than anything that looked nice mm. um they and don't have a good and even there selection. I
0: feel like H&M it's more sporty mm. stuff so they do have I mean it is nicer than the typical chinese shops but it's yeah. not I don't see it as super sexy. Oh no, no. It's it's just standard. Yeah. yeah I, it's I agree. just like daily yeah. t-shirt bras and stuff, right? So, it's it's kind of strange considering all the affluence and all the money in the world and how much sex is everywhere mm-hmm. here. And like when yeah. if you listen to episode 64 about the massage parlors, it's like super evident, mm-hmm. you can hear all about that. Um, and yet the lingerie, and I've heard Western men making quite a few comments about, oh, yeah. yeah, about how they don't seem to really care. I mean, a lot of Chinese women dress up so much just to go to work to the yes, office. They yes. wear these teeny tiny short skirts. I mean, not all of them, but you see, you see legs everywhere. everywhere. Short shorts, yeah, short shorts and midriffs, and now the. But cleavage is in oh, fashion, yeah, I've seen just... quite a bit of that, that's like, I guess that's a new thing this year, but th- I've seen a lot of that this year. Butt cleavage, is that what they call it? Well, I don't know, I think they call it <laughs> A-S-S, cleavage, or... We're not know. allowed to say that word. Well, I don't know, we're trying to keep our PG rating, <laughs> right? Well, we probably already lost it, probably. but... Like, <laughs> we aren't talking about butts and underwear and boob competitions, but, um... Yeah, it's it's surprising how much you see sex everywhere and yet the lingerie, like I've heard quite a few men complaining that it's like the underwear that they wear is like it's not even simple bikini briefs, it's like the big big ones, big, thick, yeah. baggy underwear yeah. and then like they don't match anything ever and so it's just it's It's a shame. Uh, It is a shame. So many beautiful women in beautiful bodies and then dressed in the the cheapest (laughs) and most gaudy (laughs) lingerie. So anyway, my point is that I'm not surprised that it wasn't super sexy because I think sexiness in China is still a concept. They have to find their own version of sexy because Mm -hmm. I think the Western version is too risque for the palette here. So they need to figure out the balance for them. And maybe that means inventing some different styles of bras that have more coverage but still maintain some kind of sex appeal. Yeah. But it just doesn't... Now they just imitate the West, but they use the bras that have, like, full coverage mm-hmm. for, like, basically, like, nursing moms and, like, older women and stuff. So it's... I'm sure it's it'll be changing. That market and then the large women men market those are two such untapped Mm. markets here in china so if you're doing that if you're in the west and you're doing that there is so much potential here because it's still it's unbelievable how little selection you have for lingerie and for um for obese full full figured
1: oh full figured women and men yeah and that full-figured population of men and women in China is growing. Mhm. So, yeah. It's and a, they have money. Yes. Yes, yes, I yes, do. yes. Yeah, there's lots of, you know, there are lots of restaurants now who are... Um, they have, like, a weigh-in before you enter the restaurant. And if you are, like, obese, if you weigh a certain amount, like, you get dinner for free.
0: Oh, I heard about that, but I also saw that they—I think—they have one of those in Vegas too. So I'm wondering oh. which one. I bet the
1: weights are a bit different.
0: <laughs> They're probably way higher. I mean, Americans—we are a hefty people. So I'm sure it's it's quite a bit higher. But yeah, Maybe. I think I think I heard the owner started it to to show how ridiculous the weight problem. I mean, it's kind of ironic because it's it's. Or I don't know if it's like you eat for free, but you can you get a meal oh. like you get this massive meal for if you weigh above a certain amount.
1: It's yeah mm. promoting Insane. good health and everything. <laughs> yes. So, um, are you ready for our question? Yeah, bring it on. Okay, cool. Our question this week is from Haley, and she says, "Hi, ladies, I love your podcast." I just started listening last week and I've listened to them, newest to oldest, wow. So her message came, she sent this message like a little while ago, so hopefully she's still listening. Uh, One comment um, about things that you don't miss, so I should have noted which episode that was, but we had an episode about things that we didn't miss about our home countries, Um, but I will find the link and put it in our show notes uh she so she says i visited my aunt and uncle in hong kong last year um and i was so sad to have to leave after the week and week and a half was up though i haven't lived there myself yet one thing i noticed that was even though my partner and i were gawked at occasionally people with eyes wide open (laughs) watching us walk by (laughs) that overall people seem to mind their own business they may stare but no one tried to talk hustle or hassle us the trip helped me realize how, uh, how almost intrusive folks in the U.S. can be. When walking downtown in Denver, I know that someone will make a comment to me or try to get my attention, try to make conversation, sell me something, ask me for something, try to hustle me for something, or try or tell me to smile. <laughs> I didn't have this problem in Hong Kong, and not to mention felt very safe, even off the beaten path, as you two have affirmed. E uh, even. Having our passports checked in the SFO, coming back home. I'm not sure what, what that, that means. Uh, the passport uh, ID checker started a big conversation with us, and before before you know it, he was going on and on about how the US should be teaching maths to kids. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> <guys, so> bored. <laughs> he was very nice, but to me, it was a big reminder of how extroverted the culture is in the U.S. Have you noticed anything similar going on back home? Maybe Shenzhen is different. Ah, uh, nice, nice question, yeah, Haley. Yeah, it is. Um, I've had. I I feel like I, I have a dilemma with this question. Um I think Hong Kong is different to Shenzhen.
0: Oh Hong K- Yeah. So
1: she was in Hong Kong. That's really
0: really different actually culturally than any city in mainland China. Um I'm actually surprised that she was gawked she she mentioned she was gawked at there. Yeah
1: me too but maybe they were mainlanders Probably going, they going were over mainlanders.
0: to shop. <laughs> Because in general, I mean, Hong Kong, Hong Kongers are, they're so used they're to, not interested. they're not interested at all. Um, and it's true what Haley says about them just kind of minding their own business. Hong Kong's a very busy <clears throat> city, like, you know, like any large metropolis and people don't tend to I mean you, there's just people people everywhere yeah. and so you kind of have your blinders on and so you don't you just kind of you can't pay attention to everyone who's around yeah. you so you just kind of get in the flow and you don't you just you don't really look at people you kind of a lot of people are wearing headphones minding their own business yeah. um I am surprised that they, did, that they didn't get hassled because I mean it depends on where you are in Hong Kong
1: oh, but yeah. like
0: if you're at Chim Sha Choi yeah. or anywhere around
1: Chungking Mansions, you're, you're going to get, get hassled held. quite a bit. Yeah. Like every five seconds, yeah. someone will come up to you and ask if you want a suit or a designer handbag or a copy watch.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's <laughs> usually, but it's not usually Hong Kong. It's usually these Indian yeah. guys yeah. or Pakistani or whatever. They have these like underground mafias. And the the latest thing that I've seen is that they always go, I'm not going to say anything to you. He'll, they'll say to you, I know you, I'm not going to say anything to you, as you walk by. Really? Yeah. I've gotten that quite a few <sighs> times now. I <clears throat> know you, I've seen you, I'm not going to say anything to you.
1: Is that to provoke you, do you yeah. think? Just, yeah, it to make you To stop, make you stop?
0: Yep, yep. Because they know if they say, oh, suits, watches, yeah. that you're just going to keep walking. So they, they try different tricks to get your attention. Mm. But yeah, I guess she wasn't wandering around in those areas, because you definitely would get hassled yeah, there. definitely. But in general, yeah, Hong Kong people just tend to mind their
1: own freaking business. Yeah, I agree. It's the same as if you're in London or, like you said, any big city. You're yeah. just uh, another body. No one cares about you. Like, Yeah. I mean, it's to the point where it's almost like you feel people are rude because they can be offhand or... Even if you go into shops, like people are not don't really have such a nice manner about them all the time because there's so much traffic, mm-hmm. um, and it's the same in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any major city for sure. I wouldn't
0: consider Denver a major city though, so I think okay. that's the difference. Um, but but it is true that okay. So let's say any international like major international city, I think is going to be similar to Hong Kong, London, mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. L.A., you know, a lot of these um, big, sprawling cities, people aren't going to be that bothered by you. But in the smaller cities, which to me, <laughs> I always thought Chicago, because I'm from Wisconsin, so I always thought Chicago's this big city, but I realize it's not really that big of a city. Mm-hmm. And so in some areas, you will have that same thing, which you always get some dudes sitting on the street corner, go, hey, hey, girl, smile, why aren't you smiling? <laughs> As you walk by, being obnoxious. Yeah. Um, but in those bigger cities, I think it's not really that no. common. Yeah.
1: Um. I feel as though that comes with, like, smaller communities, maybe. Mm. I guess similar to what you're saying, like, smaller towns, people might sort of make comments to you. But uh, I would say that people, like, in, say for example, where we live, people get to know you, you see them every single day. So they do sort of... Have that familiarity with you, so they might make a comment. Or, you mean in the
0: West or here in China? Uh,
1: well, in in fact, both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at home, for for sure. Like, if you saw a neighbor or on the if someone walked past you on the street, you might like acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. Not 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 in such a friendly way. We're not we're a bit different in the UK. Um, but if you're in a if you're in a like a neighborhood together, you're probably gonna. At least know. nod, maybe. nod. Yes, or some sort of yeah acknowledgement. chit chat. Sure, um, but I think it's the same here. Like we, um, we always like say hi to like our the bowans in our in our garden, or if we 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 go to a, a you know a restaurant, and if we see someone who works in the restaurant, you know it's like a. You know, hot, like, but I think that we're the exception, though, for those kind of things. You think so?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's a common practice in China to, e- like, because I, I mean, I've had quite a few neighbors over the years, mm. and very few of them, because I usually I like to establish some kind of connection with the neighbors. Yeah. It's weird to me to be so alienated mm. to you're living next to this person and you ag- completely ignore their yeah, existence. It's weird, isn't it? Which yeah. is what is, to me, seems to be the status quo in Shenzhen is that, you know, you even if you, you exit your apartments at the same time, you're right next to each other, you get on the elevator at the mm-hmm. same time, it's just the two of you in the lift. <laughs> if you, I think if, if I didn't initiate any kind of a... Like a conversation, conversation or interaction, I don't think that the other person would do so. It's very it's very rare, unless mm. unless they just happen to speak English, or are practicing English and are looking to you know to use their English yeah. skills. Then
1: then they'll be then they can reach out and be friendly to you. Yeah. Um. I I have only been in out like my new apartment for about two months, and we yeah we still haven't. Made friends or said even hello to our neighbour, mm. but there have been people in our building who've spoken to us, mm. so yeah, and that it's fine. Um, but of course, with regards to being hassled and all those things that Haley mentioned, those things definitely do happen here. Oh, yeah, in general. Um, oh, yeah. didn't we both have s- s- like uh, things that happened to us recently? I got I on the metro a couple of weeks ago. I had a guy who sat with sat down next to me. He didn't speak any English, but he he was he got to, it got to the point where he was very rude, and he was trying to like force his phone it like into my hand to put to give him my mobile number. And I just pretended like I didn't understand him. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love that. But p- he was to play
0: his foreigners.
1: He was very pushy, and I I was starting to get a bit freaked out. Like normally I wouldn't have but he was so odd and we got onto the metro together and he kept staring at me and I just sort of blanked him which sounds really awful but you know what i mean what what was i meant to do
0: especially because he's a man and you're a woman to me that makes a difference too if it's yeah. a woman doing it to me i don't think i would have the same kind of resistance but when it's a man and it's almost always a man <laughs> yes it can be very aggressive and it's just to me, that's not appropriate behavior wherever you are.
1: Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, it's unusual to, I don't tend to find, like, myself unnerved. Yeah, you know, as as we've said in the past that we do feel safe here, but this guy just unnerved me somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so being hassled, yeah, being hassled is... It, does happen frequently Mm, I think for sure but you didn't you uh, maybe you don't remember I'm sure at that similar time you said something had happened to you as well well just yesterday oh um, well I mean I don't know what
0: incident you're I mean it happens so often that it kind of you know sometimes it irks you for a few hours or even a day sometimes it really puts me off for the day because it can be really aggressive and it's just so wearing Year after year after year. Because it's like, we're used to living in China, but Chinese people are not, still not used to living with us. That's true. <laughs> that's right. So, which is, you know, it's like they're all over the world. They're, you know, going all over the world. And yet, they still, like, they, just, they, they think foreigners don't belong in their society. A lot of them do. Um, but yeah, even just yesterday, I was sitting on the metro. And across from me were... Two moms and three daughters, and um, they must have all gotten new phones, mm. camera phones, because they were all just—they oh. all had the brand new covers on. They were right. like matching, and they had the boxes for the phones and stuff. And they were the the, the girls were practicing taking photos of everything, yeah. and um, the moms were like nudging the girls, hey, hey, "Hey, take a photo of the foreigner," and I, mean, I can hear them saying this take a photo of the foreigner. And so I was sitting there and I was just not in the mood. You know, sometimes you just have those, sometimes I'm more tolerant than yeah, others. Yeah, of Yeah, but it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I'm just not in the mood. Mm-hmm. Like, for this so i kept because um, i was reading my ipad so i kept as soon as shoot the girl would try and stick her camera up to get a photo i would stick the yeah, ipad in front of my face and glare like over the top <laughs> of the ipad be glaring back at her like giving her the trying to give her what i thought was a very clear and obvious message hey i see what you're doing i don't like it yeah. but the the moms were continuing to push the girls, like they just didn't even realize that's the thing is they just didn't even seem to realize that I was being bothered by this at all. They I was totally
1: oblivious uh, yeah, i yeah I think in most cases, there's no sense of like embarrassment if you if they if you see them watching you or wanting to take a picture there's it's very rare that there's any like guilt or any sort of, oh, like, now I feel bad, like, they caught me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, maybe I told this story before, but when I was in uh, Chongqing with my parents and Barrett, we were on the metro. The metro is the the haven, a haven for these situations. Because you're trapped. You're trapped with them. What can, what can you possibly do? And we got on with, uh, it was quite a busy train, and there was a group of women and they were sort of like middle-aged, but they'd obviously been having a drink. <laughs> it was a strange situation. And Yeah, that's not
0: very typical, is it? Not really.
1: They started straight away trying to take pictures of me in particular. Mm-hmm. And I got really angry, like, and I, I let it upset me. But they, and I told her to stop. And they just, she continued. Yeah. Um, there was See, no realization that I was like mortified. And not just like... Not only was I angry, I was, like, embarrassed because every because it created a massive scene mm-hmm. in the train and everyone was looking and, of course, I went bright red. You know, that's the normal, my <laughs> normal reaction. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and they just didn't understand that I was really, like, that it was really awful for me.
0: I think that whole, like, personal space oh. and this kind of privacy, like, personal privacy. Because to me, it's like, if you take a photo of me... I have no idea where that picture is going to end up. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And I don't know what exactly you're trying to capture mm-hmm. on the picture, but it makes me really uncomfortable yeah. to think of a stranger, especially men, snapping photos of whatever of whatever on my body. You know, right. they, they snap pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. Usually it doesn't seem to be obscene. You know, I'm not trying to say that... I, I feel like it's usually more innocent than, like, perverts trying to, like, yeah. sneak a peek. But, um, in general, it's just... It's like they're taking something away from you. Mm-hmm. And that concept is so foreign to yeah. Chinese people. um, And unfortunately, because we've gotten some backlash for saying stuff like this. People are saying, oh... China's not like that anymore. (laughs) Nobody does that anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) (laughs) The thing
0: is, like, it's true. Most people, like, if you look in the majority of people, they have, especially in Shenzhen, where you do have quite a... quite. It's close to Hong Kong. It's close to Macau. You have quite a few foreigners floating around here. So most people are used to it and not so blatantly, like, intrigued and curious about it. Yeah. But because the minority is such a huge number, right. when you live in a city of millions and millions of people, the last count I heard was 18 million, um, that becomes a massive population. So if you're in a train car in a, on the metro and there's 50 people around you, maybe only one in 50 is gonna be the type to do that. So right. it's definitely not the majority, but still it means that every time you get onto the train, mm-hmm. there's probably somebody on
1: there who's gonna do this to you. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And I think with the photos, like having your photo taken is probably the most like it's the most extreme version of being like hassled or harassed or whatever. But it's still I would say there's at least once a week you have some situation where, okay, forget the photos, but that you stared at. Like, oh, and okay, I would say it's more than once a week where you get onto the train and people look at you. You know that's going to happen, like, as soon as you get on the train. And sometimes on a morning, I get on and I think, who, who's going to look at me? <laughs> who I dare you to look at me right now? Um, and other times you get on and there'll be there'll be one person who will stare at you for the whole 10 minutes you're on the train yeah and you're just like what am i what am i meant to do you and you look at them and you stare back for some time you're like this is awkward yeah and then you look back and they're still staring yeah so even that to me is like some sort of i don't know it's an abuse of my privacy it's invasive and it's I, sometimes you feel, like, disgusting. Yeah. Because you know, like, you're right. A lot of the time, it's not uh, rude. Like, they're not looking at you and, like, being, uh-huh. Oh, oh. It's not like that at all. They're just looking at you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like... But they do oh, check out your it. whole body. Yeah, they... Uh, so, yeah, I do. Yeah, they do that.
0: But it's but, not yeah. like they're just, like, staring at your chest or something like no, that. No, 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 no. But, but... Not they... that that hasn't happened, no, you. no, 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 no. Not that that <laughs> hasn't happened. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're just looking you up and down as just like this
1: curiosity and mm. it's, it's yeah but to the, but imagine if you did that to someone at home or someone did that to you i mean it would start a fight it would start a fight it definitely would start a fight it would
0: be like what are you looking yeah, at and, and you- sometimes i say that like what what are you looking at because mm-hmm. sometimes it's just like it's so obnoxious or especially like the other day, or maybe this is what you were mentioning before mm-hmm. when you said a couple, like a last week or whatever, I had an incident, but I was walking, I was walking to the metro yeah. and it's a long walk. It's a 17 minute walk. <laughs>
1: I know exactly. 17 and five seconds. <laughs> so Yeah.
0: It is a 17 minute walk. It is a long walk. Um, so, well, for Chinese standards. And so, um, Basically, the entire time that I was walking, there was a man in front of me who had noticed that I was walking behind him. And so he kept turning around right. to stare at me for the entire 17 minutes. It's has
1: gotta hurt his neck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't, like, run into a pole or something like that. that and he been was good. just with the, with his mouth open, just staring, and eventually... Because he, at one point, he slowed down so that he could get an even closer look. And he wasn't walking that far in front of me to begin with, so it was, like, already creepy. But he wanted to be right next to me, I mean, in my personal space, within one foot of my personal space. And um, I just said to him, what are, I was just finally said to him, in Chinese, I'm like, what what are you looking at?
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs)
0: Because I just had had it after this whole thing. And um, he said, "Oh, I thought you were a foreigner." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am. I am a foreigner, right?" So yeah. So why are you staring? And he just continued to look at me, and we both got on the metro together. He didn't say anything. He didn't seem embarrassed. He didn't like say. He didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I said, I am a foreigner. You know, like I didn't say I was polite. I said I am a foreigner. But what are you, like, why are you looking at me? But it just didn't register. It didn't Mm -hmm. register at all. So it's just, some days it's just, and lately, because it's been a while since I haven't been outside of China. It's been since February, so. so It gets tiring, doesn't it? Yeah, it just, sometimes it's just, like, water torture. Mm Because it's every day. So, man, I don't want to complain so much but it's very much a part of our daily reality here and it's intertwined in the topic which is whether or not Chinese people
1: are outgoing and I think no I I agree I I don't think they are outgoing I don't think this to strangers yeah I don't think this like desire to stare at foreigners has anything to do with being extrovert or anything Mm -hmm. like that it's just they think it's their right to 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 stare at you, yes, but I completely
0: get what Haley is saying about because it's culture shock. The biggest culture shock that I had—well, they say it's reverse culture shock. But after when I went to China for the first year, I expected China to be different from the U.S., so I didn't have culture shock coming to China. Right. I mean, I expected it to be totally. I mean, I had no expectations basically. So anything that happened, I was like ready to accept it um but then returning home i got the re- what did they say I had first the same culture thing. shock the first year especially and i i did feel really sh- shocked when i came home and being from wisconsin it's like small town mentality even in mm-hmm. our largest cities which i really like about it by the way um and i was almost suspicious like i almost felt like, creeped out or somehow Mm. suspicious how nice people were being to me. Because I was like, what? I had gotten so used to the Chinese way, which is like, you're pretty... Like, Chinese people are... They're they're hard nuts to crack. They don't... They tend not to give you a whole lot in the beginning and then they slowly... You know, you slowly get to know them. You slowly peel away these layers and find out who they are and stuff. But to strangers they don't give out a lot of information about themselves. And so when I got back to the States and people were so open and wanting to talk about personal things, mm-hmm. even though I had just met them, it was it was definitely jarring to think of how outgoing people are in the States compared
1: to here, for sure. Yeah. Although I would say that a lot, or not a lot, but, Sometimes Chinese people can be quite nosy.
0: Oh, but if they know you already, though.
1: Oh, what about taxi drivers? They're they want to know about your money. Yeah, right? I know they do. They want they want to know are you married and how much money do you make?
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's true. It, There's yeah, like a set of questions that is just like fair game at all times. But, that's true.
1: But you're right. It's not like chit chat. It's not like casual. We just met each other. Like let's. Let's casually talk about something. It, You're right, it is like a set of questions. It's like they're gathering, gathering statistics yeah. or something. And they they want to marry you off to their son or something. I, I had that <laughs> once. Some guy was, I think he was trying <laughs> to, like, fit with his son. Uh, Ooh. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Mm, dream date. Oh, man. Well, that's another podcast, isn't it, Nora? It is. <laughs> Matchmaking. <laughs> For sure, um, yeah. Uh, I yeah I agree that um, people here are not extroverted, but I don't think that I would say that people in the UK are necessarily extroverted. Extroverted. Yeah, I
0: think that's a Amer- It's a very American thing, yeah. especially smaller town
1: thing to be so friendly. Yeah, and I think and. American listeners out there, Nora, don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> but from my experience of American people, it's that you kind of, you're taught that you should be extrovert. Like mm. extrovert, being extrovert is preferable to in, being introvert. And if you're extrovert, then you're going to s- succeed. And that's definitely, you know, the preferred way to go. Hmm. So I sometimes I I feel as though people feel the need to be like out there and hey you know all this like uh or just friendly just friendly And not not that i'm saying it's fake I don't, I'm, I don't i'm not saying that at all but i feel like you're far more willing to be like to get out there whereas it's in the uk and no one ever told me oh you should oh no of course they did they said oh like you're so shy like you should be more like try and be more confident yeah right what you know <laughs> Just tell me to be confident and I'm going to be confident tomorrow. Right, right. Oh, I made the decision to be confident. Mm. Um, I guess it must have something to do with your educational system or maybe it's the way like your parents like bring you up but we we definitely don't have that in our society. mm -hmm. There's some difference there between being like having confidence and I know, I mean, many of the Americans I know are confident Mm -hmm. and extrovert, I would say.
0: Yeah, I definitely think a lot of our the the things that we teach kids in school
1: Mm.
0: emphasize as being positive and being helpful and being friendly to even to strangers (laughs) Which
1: is we're taught the opposite. We're like, don't talk to strangers. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think some of it is religious has religious Uh, roots. Um, just like this whole notion of love thy neighbor as thyself. I think Mm -hmm. that's part of it. Um, Culturally, also, I think it's different. If you notice people who live... I think because, for example, Wisconsin's population is made up of mostly Germans and Poles, and then there's some some Scandinavian influence Mm. in there. So they're... Uh, most of the people are descendants of places that are typically like sparsely populated and cold, and I've seen some correlation between um, those, like if you're, (laughs) if you live on a farm that's in the middle of nowhere and there's like one or two other families near you, If you see someone walking on the road, and this is before – tech, we have to remember this is before technology Mm because now this changed everything. Right. Now that we can communicate with anybody at any time, Mm -hmm. it's changed everything. And I think the culture will definitely shift due to that. But traditionally, if you see this person, you haven't seen anyone for maybe days or weeks or something – you're, you're just naturally curious, let's say just out of boredom.
1: Right. Or just, you
0: want news from the outside world. Right. Yeah. So you reach out to those people, you treat them like humans because you just starve for this inner, like social interaction. I I think that's part of it. If you live in a big city, then you don't need, you don't need to do that. So, so I think Some of the attitude is cultural, some of it is just straight up geography, and some of it has religious roots, and yeah, a lot of it is reinforced by our Disney movies and (laughs) you know, these Dr. Seuss-style books, and um, yeah, in general, I I think, at least where I went to school, there was definitely that, like, instill the kids with this mentality that they can conquer the world, conquer the world and do yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that they want to do and they should be kind to each other and they should reach out if they see that somebody needs help even if they don't know who it is and it's definitely a part of our educational system mm-hmm. for sure and i didn't realize how how odd that is in terms of the world culture because <laughs> it's so different right. from most places on earth most places on earth are not like that. Mm. <laughs> Most places on earth are more like China. People are... Keep themselves they to keep themselves. them. Yeah, they keep to themselves. They're very hesitant to offer up personal information. They're guarded. Um, and they're not willing to... Because it's just... I mean, it makes sense, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So I live in a, a town... Is it about 100,000 but in the area of the town where I live it's a very it has been a very tight like tight-knit community um and so most of the people that live there have lived there for several generations Mm. and so family members like know each other uh or you'll you'll people will know you because you were so-and-so's child or whatever (laughs) um but for my family it's a bit different because where. I'm first generation like, from to live there or to be born there, so not many people know me. Mm-hmm. So there would be certain places, like certain pubs, for example, that I definitely would not go in on my own. Oh, wow. I would go. I would go in with like a friend who had lived there, or whose father or whose grandparents had lived in on the headland. Oh
0: wow! So even mm-hmm. in your own hometown, yeah, wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um, not that people aren't friendly, and of course. Like my, obviously I'm not there now, but with my parents, they know a lot more, they know a lot more people Mm -hmm. and it's a lot more comfortable for them. Um, But if you're not known, there's always like this like element of suspicion, like, (laughs) oh, who, like, who are you? Who's your, who's your dad? They would ask you like, oh, who's Who's your dad? Who's your dad? And I would say, oh, like Neil Soudan. They'd be like, oh, Mm, is he that fire, (laughs) is he the fireman? but but maybe not <laughs> not everyone would know who he was you know so mm, that's so interesting it is it is not that i'm disinhearty pole uh, <laughs> i'm i'm happy to be from from there uh. yeah uh well i i think i've said what i wanted to say
0: let's move on to the chinese word okay, of the day cool. so we keep throwing this word around being extroverted or being outgoing mm. so in chinese this is why fang so it's like outward.
1: Cool. Oh it's... yeah, so it's the same y as out.
0: Yeah, or y guard.
1: Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Y fang. That's the cool thing about the Chinese language. You can make connections between words like that. Yeah.
0: Once you, it's a steep learning curve for sure. It's mm-hmm. it is. Don't get me wrong. It is. But once you get the base, like once you know, let's say a thousand words or something mm-hmm. like that, you just mix and connect match the
1: dots, right?
0: And it makes. It's mm-hmm. like actually much simpler in that way than English, where you have to learn a separate word for every concept. Right. So, if you're learning Chinese and you're struggling or you're plateauing, just pick yourself up again and keep going because it's so worth it. Because once you reach that tipping point, like now I've been here for how many years have I been here? Six years? Oh, is it almost six?
1: seven? I thought it was maybe coming up for seven. For you. Six. I think six. I'm five.
0: Oh, then I'm almost seven. No, I moved here in 2000. 2009. Yeah. So seven years. Um, <laughs> the time flies. Yeah, doesn't it? Lost a whole year in there. 2007 <laughs> or 2009. Yeah. Mm. So seven years later, I can tell you, not that it's taken me that long to reach this point. I, uh, I've definitely reached the tipping point before yeah. that but it is it's like you you're climbing 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 and then you you realize oh my god there actually is logic in this there it's so much easier to just like you can guess mm. you can i don't know you can guess a lot of words whereas in english if you don't know the word right, for you, something you can't you can't just guess what difficult. it is but yeah. in chinese you can just try to like smash two words together and a lot of times you can get it right yeah so, it's 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 a cool language to study, it's definitely good for the brain. And, yes. um, by the way, the Written Chinese Dictionary app, mm-hmm. I have the new version on my phone and it is awesome! It's so much easier to navigate, the nice. UI is so much more, like, clean and friendly, It's got some cool features, and it's just the beginning because this is just the UI switch, but soon we're going to be adding some amazing functionality when it comes to studying your Chinese. So if you haven't done so Hmm. and you're studying Chinese, check it out, download it. It's
1: free. And you can get your flashcards too from Two White Chicks. Yeah. We've got a free set of flashcards. Mm-hmm. You can just use the coupon code Two White Chicks, all one word. Two is the word T-W-O. Mm-hmm. And there are instructions on every page of the show notes, right? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So there are links uh, to the dictionary on those, on our show note pages. Um, so to go to today's show notes, you would go to writtenchinese.com slash episode 66. Um, but if, uh you just want to download the app you can search for the written chinese dictionary in uh in the app store or google play mhm and if you're
0: downloading it right now the ui hasn't the ui switch hasn't when happened will that yet happen? so it's getting really close we're Ooh. in the single digits when it comes to bugs so i think the last count that i saw that for ios good. was 8 and so we just, that's a very, if if you know anything about software development, that is a good number.
1: <laughs> yeah, bugs are a bad thing. Yes,
0: <laughs> And, you know, each, like the initial beta had quite a few. And so we're down to eight. So that won't take us too long to fix. So hopefully we'll be able to submit it to the App Store. It would be awesome if we could do it this week. And then we just have to wait for Apple's approval. So my guess is by the end of the month, you'll get it. So if mm. you're listening to this in the future, August 2016, The app should be out. I mean, it's already out, but the new
1: UI should be out, so keep your eyes
0: peeled. Yeah,
1: so by the time this goes out, it might be out.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe. Anyway.
0: It'll be close. Yeah. It'll be
1: close. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled. Awesome. Okay, so um, if you would like to leave us a question, you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Um, or you can, I mean, we're happy to answer questions if you want to leave them on Facebook. Uh, so our Facebook page is facebook.com, if I can speak, uh, (laughs) slash two white chicks. Two is spelled T-W-O.
0: Check it out. Please do. Thanks for listening to Click and Clack or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And And what's our sign off? Uh, it's, it's over here. Don't drive like my brother. (laughs) 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 Bye everybody. Bye.